welcome to the HSP podcast. I'm Julie Bieland. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in high sensitivity and the founder of the Sensitive Empowerment Community. I'm starting a grassroots movement to create a paradigm shift that values and honors sensitivity and all of its gifts needed in the world. I invite you to join my Sensitive Empowerment Community and explore all my resources created for highly sensitive people including my free masterclasses, especially my masterclass about high sensitivity and anxiety. You can also get a letter to give medical and mental health practitioners about high sensitivity so that they have the information they need about you to prevent misdiagnosis and just to know how to best give you the right kind of care that you need. Plus, you'll find multiple resources that teach you how to balance and honor your sensitive nervous system, understand your incredible value, love who you are, and empower you to bloom in your highest potential. My entire website is dedicated to HSPs. You can explore all of these essential resources, join my sensitive empowerment community, and register for my free masterclasses at juliebieland.com or sensitiveconnection.com. I hope you've been exploring all the episodes of the HSP podcast and please share them to help support other sensitive people. I hope you enjoy the following episode. Welcome everyone. I'm Julie Bieland and we are recording live in the sensitive empowerment community. Today's topic is seasonal detoxification for mind and body with Ayurveda presented by Rose Carroll. Welcome, Rose. Thank you. We were just talking. Yes, I'm so happy to have you here. And we were just talking about how fascinating your bio is. And uh, and, uh, this is your second event with us. So we're so happy to have you back. But why don't you introduce yourself a little bit for people that are new to learning about you? Sure. Yeah. Um, So nice to be back here, Julie. Um, So basically, I'm My path with Ayurveda started in the 1970s, actually. (laughs) I'm old, probably compared to most of the listeners here. But um, so I was, when I was um, a teenager, I was 13, my great aunt introduced me to transcendental meditation, um, which I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but it's, it's, one of the first meditations that kind of, you know, hit, hit in the 1960s. So she said, it will help you through your whole teenagehood. And I was very skeptical, but I learned and it did, it was really beneficial, really helped with, with being, you know, less stressed and rest, less reactive as a teenager. But what it really did is it introduced, it introduced me to the study of consciousness. And I ended up uh, being a student at Maharishi International University in Fairfield, Iowa. I was, um, and I studied the Vedas and Ayurveda is part of Vedic literature. So uh, that's how I got into Ayurveda was was meditating and and studying Vedic um, sciences. And Maharishi Mahesh Yogi is the, uh, founder of that university and he he's the the guru to the Beatles I don't know he's not living anymore but many maybe some of you have seen photos of the Beatles with this short Indian man with a long white beard so he he was my first teacher so I studied with him and became a TM teacher and 
throughout the 80s taught meditation and also uh, studied Ayurveda. So I um, became, I went through um, uh, Ayurvedic rejuvenation called Panchakarma. I did seven days of that and I fell in love with all the treatments and all the herbs and I felt so much better. It really balanced me out. And I just, just started studying and met different teachers along the way. So this is the perfect time to talk about Ayurvedic detoxification and rejuvenation because the spring equinox is almost here, right? So this is a junction, we call it in Ayurveda, this gap period. There's, it's a junction period between uh, winter, the cold season and springtime. So in the winter, our physical channels freeze or they narrow and stiffen. And so what happens is it's hard to, you know, and we eat more because it's cold out. And then we had the pandemic. So, you know, I don't know about you, but I've been kind of eating more delicious <laughs> that maybe <laughs> are not as con conducive to health as much as, you know, you want it to be. So it's a good time to, as everything's melting and in the body as the channels are opening, that it's to, to flush out everything that accumulated in the, the previous season. So in, um, so I just wanna pause there a little bit um, about my bio, that, that could go on and I don't really wanna talk about me that much, but, <laughs> but basically the, you know, in short, I specialize in Ayurvedic detoxification called Panchakarma. And um, I also have a little classes. I do some training and certifications and um, I'm about to open up a little store in Evanston. I think it's gonna carry all the pro many, many hundreds of products and have treatments there as well. So that's- Wow, congratulations. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I know from your, your other event you, you did with us, which I'm gonna put a link into the show notes to mm -hmm. see for others to see too. It is like, it was very popular among HSPs and they, I think that, that, that what you talk about really resonates with them. So I'm excited about today. So what yeah. are you, what do you wanna share with us? What's important? Right. Yeah, the, I think um, it's true that Ayurveda is really helpful for sensitive people because a lot of sensitive people feel that kind of like electrocuted by life. There's just, it's like that kind of overstimuli on the skin and in the body and in the mind. And in, in terms of Ayurveda, that's called vata, which is a, a Sanskrit word. It, it really translate, translates as air and space. And that quality of air and space is cold. It's irregular, it's, it lacks stability, it's dry. And so what Ayurveda helps is to balance that vata, bringing like unctuousness, smoothness to the mind and the body. And so all the treatments are geared to it. There's a lot of information to share, but I wanna try to micro-focus on the detoxification of Ayurveda. Um, so traditionally, um, it, it's a 21 day cleanse in, in India where Ayurveda stems from. Um, they have Ayurvedic hospitals where you go in residence and you have all these different treatments. And I'll talk a little bit about the treatments. Um, and in the United States, in Europe, they have Panchakarma facilities, but it's um, due to like the law in our country, you know, where there's more limitations. 
And it's also a lot more costly to do it in this country compared to other, other places. So traditionally it's a 21 day cleanse that is internal and external cleansing. And we're gonna do, we can talk about just what we can do as our own home cleanse as well, just here. Um, so why even cleanse the body? Is anyone familiar with just doing a cleanse? Has yeah, anyone done any, any cleanses at home? Any of you guys listening do cleanses? I know my partner does cleanses sometimes. Yeah. And I know so, some, um, I have some friends from India who, who traditionally do cleanses around different seasons. Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, you know, we take our, our car in for a regular oil change. And if we don't do that, then the car doesn't run well at all. It breaks down. The same thing with the body. The body is our vehicle and we want to repair it. We want to like rejuvenate it. We want to cleanse it in order to, you know, just function more normally. And so every season it's recommended to do a cleanse, like a little mini cleanse you can do at home, or if you know of a practitioner under the guidance of a practitioner, so it can be very specifically uh, catered to you. Um, and it involves diet and herbs and just a little bit of adjustment in, in the lifestyle. So um, yeah, it's uh, spring is the optimal time to do these cleanses. And you can, you know, start off with um, doing a mono diet for a couple of days. So before I talk about that, some of the symptoms of toxins in the body could be fatigue, constipation, feeling sluggishness. It, you don't feel like motivated. You don't feel like doing anything. Kind of fog brain could be a symptom. So these are all signs that you might need a cleanse. Mm -hmm. I, I love this. I love to, that you're listing some of the signs. And I wanted to point out, Tina says, uh, hi, Rose, the cleansing tea you had me on last uh, helped me immensely. And Becca says, uh, yes, I've done a cleanse and noticed benefits physically and mentally. Um, and Mary huh. says, not cleansing, but intermittent fasting. Okay. Uh, Cecilia says, I went to an herbal dispensary and was given an herbal detox tea to drink for a couple of weeks. I can't remember the ingredients, though. So okay. we've got some experiences. And okay, great. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, hi Tina. <laughs> nice to, to hear from you. I worked with uh, Tina with some guidance specifically for for a little mini cleanse. Wonderful. She yeah. says, hey Rose. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> um, so everyone is very different. So you have to like whatever I'm saying. Like if you are under medical care, you know, with a physician, always check with your doctor you know, cause I will be talking about some herbs. So if you're taking medication, you want to make sure that it's safe. So that's just a little disclaimer. I want to make sure that um, everybody knows about, but so what you want to do is during a cleanse is you want to get rid of their toxins from the body. And it's just natural that we accumulate them. So toxins are created from different ways. One is in, in Sanskrit, the word is ama, A-M-A. So that just means toxin. 
So it could be just like if you had some, like something heavy for dinner and you didn't digest it well, it just, it doesn't fully eliminate from the body. That's just like a digestive toxin. And everybody has this general toxin. And you, you know, you have it it's when you wake up in the morning and you look at your tongue and there's like a white coating on it, that just, it means that there's toxins in the body. And so in Ayurveda, we use that tongue scraper. Every morning you scrape the tongue and that helps to just kind of uh, cleanse some of that ama off of the tongue, but also it stimulates the six senses, the six tastes on the tongue as well and helps digestion. So um, that's another sign of, of ama. And then there's a deeper form of ama, which is more harmful to the body and that's called ama visha. And what happens is if we don't get rid of that kind of superficial toxin from undigested food, then it, it can travel to like an organ, like the liver or the knees or, you know, give you headaches and um, create other problems, even can create disease on some level because the body has no way of eliminating that particular toxin. It just um, accumulates and stays in one area of the body. So that's a, a more kind of difficult um, toxin to get rid of. And it takes more like specific herbs and um, treatments in order to get rid of it. The other uh, for toxin is called, caused by environmental factors, just, you know, like polluted air. Um, if you live on the West Coast and you've been inhaling that smoky air, which I did and why I moved back to the Midwest, um, a, a year and a half ago, then you're breathing in all that in the lungs, you know, um, it could be from lead or other toxic, you know, mercury, different things that are in, in the soil. So that's, that's a type of toxin that causes different types of problems. And then also the <clears throat> electric magnetic radiation that we have um, that's another type of toxin. Um, some people are more sensitive to EMFs, but um, what it does, uh, according to one of my teachers, Dr. Mishra, is that it, that electric magnetic radiation mixes with prana. <coughs> and prana is um, our like our chi, our energy, and it's our life energy. And we can't see it, but it, it goes in through the head, it goes in through the eyes through the nose and through the skin. And what, what happens is when that electromagnetic radiation is mixing with it, it, we're absorbing that and that dries out all the channels, the internal channels of the body. And people can get headaches or just not feel right. It feels that, that electromagnetic or that um, electrocuted feeling in the body. Um, and so there's ways to neutralize that as well. This is really important for sensitive people too, because yeah. we're even more impacted by everything that you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's, this is really interesting. We've got some more people talking about, Tony says, I just finished a 28 day Ayurvedic detox program. It's been immensely beneficial. Uh, Jen says, I'm doing an Ayurvedic cleanse right now to reduce uh, Pitta and Vada. Am I saying that right? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> great. Okay, so um, and Larissa has a question. Sure. Would you like to yeah. ask her question now, Rose? Yeah, that's okay. fine. Okay, hi, Rose. Um, so hi. my question is, I have valley fever. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but 
when I um, was looking for a detox facility, I found one in San Diego and I called them and they said that it's probably best if you first treat the Valley fever before you um, come and do the detox with us because the detox can be really um, hard on the body. Do you know, do you have any thoughts on, on that? Because it's been three years now and I still have valley fever and it just doesn't want to leave my body. But I really want to do, uh, you know, I want to go to this facility and do this uh, detox there. But I'm, you know, just not sure what to do because I don't know if, if this valley fever will ever leave me or not. Oh, I'm so sorry about you not feeling well with it. I'm not familiar with that, but I, I think um, it's a it's a fungal I, infection in the lung. That's oh, what the okay, okay, is. yeah, yeah. So I can't give you a general recommendation for that, but I would be happy to meet with you um, to do like an intake because it, it, it's like, I can't just give a general, it's very, that's a very, you could say specific AMA yeah. that needs like specifically addressing. And I think that, um, I could help you with that. Um, okay. but, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll, we'll add, um, we'll add Rose's details at the end. If you guys have a uh, personal, uh, health questions, um, you guys can contact, um, Rose afterwards. And then if it's more of a general, we could do questions now, but if it's personal where she would need to do follow-up questions with you, let's do that um, maybe towards the end and also contacting her afterwards. Okay. Does that sound good? Okay. Sounds good. Thanks. Okay, great. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, Rose, let's go on. This is really interesting. Sure. So, um, First, before you do a cleanse, you want to establish how long you can do it. If you're, if it's your very first cleanse and you haven't done one, I would recommend limiting it to like a weekend, like a three-day weekend. Um, and then if you feel like you're pretty ad advanced at doing cleanses, then you can extend it, like maybe do a week or two weeks. And uh, you want to make sure that you cook your own food during this time. Um, for example, if you're gonna do a three-day cleanse, there is a traditional um, Ayurvedic food, it's called kitchari, it's a split mung dal or split mung beans, and you make it with uh, basmati rice and cumin, turmeric, coriander, fennel, some ginger and cilantro. And it's, it's like a mono diet. So you have a little bit for lunch and you have a little bit for dinner and it's very easy to digest. And it has all the six tastes in it, which is like sweet, sour, salty, bitter, astringent, and pungent, which Ayurveda recommends. So, so you start off with like a, like a very simple diet um, in the morning. It could be something like stewed apples. So stewed apples, um, first thing in an empty stomach cleanses the stomach and it's also a natural laxative. So if you have problems with elimination, you can do that anytime, not just as a cleanse, but you can incorporate like a stewed apple um, in the morning on an empty stomach um, to, to clean the stomach. So that's something you can do in the morning. Um, and then uh, it, you would take and like I say, this very general right here that I'm talking about, not targeted towards people's specific imbalances. But there's an Ayurvedic formula called Trifla, 
and it's made out of three berries. And what that does is it scrapes the toxins in the colon and um, in the digestive tract. And um, I, I get the dried, uh, it's in a tablet form. It's, it tastes very bitter. So some people just take it and it tastes like, like you're eating mud. <laughs> but not, a lot of people can't do that. So they just take the tablet form. And you can do that before dinner, taking two to three of that uh, triphyllic tablets. And that is really good for, like I say, scraping out that ama in the, in the body. And um, you could do that for uh, about three months. And usually a 90 day program is really good for taking that. But if you're uh, doing a home cleanse of that is something that is highly recommended as well. What was that called again, Rose? It's called Trifla. It's a traditional, it's T-R-I-P-H-A-L-A. Okay. And I, this particular brand, it's from mappy.com. You can just go to their website, mappy.com. Um, let's see. If, um, and what I like about this particular brand, it also has something, it has rose, it has rose in it. And what that does, it cools the pitta down. So sometimes trifla can be very heating for some people, um, but this particular brand adds cabbage rose, which, help, which helps balance out that heat and pitta in the body. Oh, wow. Very interesting. Isn't this so interesting, yeah. you guys? I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing you can do during the cleanse is, a, is sipping on just plain hot water during the day. So you would have a half a cup of water in between like every hour up until about six o'clock. And that just, it, it helps to loosen the ama, loosens the impurities. Um, and you, there are teas you can make that, um, you know, everyone, it's very specific for each person because every single herbs has a very specific, um, you know, benefit for like the blood or the liver or the colon or the skin the lungs. Um, and so, you know, it's pretty much catered, but uh, you can't go wrong by having anybody can have what's called bitter melon. It's dried bitter melon. Um, and that's good for the liver. And, it, you know, it supports the, the blood as well. So it just it looks like a green powder like this. Um, you could eat it. Bitter melon is something you can eat fresh if you live near an Asian grocery store. We just um, had that recently, in fact. How interesting. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Did you mean to take it as medicine? No, my my partner cooked it. She's a chef. Um, oh. And she had heard about it having properties of like um, good for, um, you know, uh, swelling and things like that. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had it before too, some, in some in different Indian dishes. Yeah, yeah. So um, you can grow it too. I, I've grown it. I try to grow it. Um, it looks like a zucchini with alligator skin. It's kind of funny <laughs> looking and it tastes very bitter. Yeah. Uh, so it takes a, a little getting used to um, when you first start eating it, it's uh, just, you just want to eat like a tablespoon or two with a little, you cook it with some ghee and coriander and that help. That's really, you know, this is part of food as medicine. So um, if you can't get the, the fresh bitter melon, you can just get, I get it from Banning Botanicals. It's a company that sells Ayurvedic products and you can get the dried, dried bitter melon and use it as a tea, but you don't need more than a 
like a quarter of a teaspoon to half a teaspoon a day in, in a tea. You don't wanna overdo it on any of the stuff. There's something called a detox crisis where when people overdo the cleansing, then they have a, a terrible skin rash or they get nauseated or sick in some way. So the idea is like a, 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 a slow, long detox is better than a, like a less is more when you're yeah. detoxing. Especially yeah. for sensitive people. I think we're good at uh, feeling our bodies too and how our bodies are interacting with stuff. Right, right. Um, so the other thing you can incorporate in a home cleanse um, is uh, it's called, it's a, a self-massage you do with silk gloves. <laughs> um, and what that does, it's a lymphatic massage and you just, uh, you know, you, you just put the, you know, the glove on like that and you do circles on the skin. Like before you take a shower, you just do like small circles and it's a, like a rough material. And what that does is it stimulates the lymphatic system and gets that going. So um, it's, a, it's an ancient Ayurvedic procedure. Some people use like loofah sponges, but the, traditionally you use like a raw silk glove. You can order those um, at different places. So um, I got to turn my phone off. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, somebody's asking, Rose, do, do the gloves have a different effect than dry brushing? Great question. But Becca's asking. Um, yes. Well, mm. the quality of um, the silk glove is that it's warming. It's a little bit heating. And the dry brush is is really good to use as well, but I don't know what the quality of it. It should be a natural brisk um, brush made out of natural hairs of some sort, rather than um, you know plastic or anything like that. Because it you're opening up the pores when you're doing this. It's kind of more subtle. You're doing that all over the whole body before you, you do it. Oh yeah. The face and you do the shoulder. Yeah. The whole body and mm -hmm. you, you know, circular over the breasts and lower back, the hips, you know, all the way down to the bottom of, of the feet. Mm -hmm. And you could do that for like, you know, 10, five or 10 minutes before you take a shower. It's a good healthy thing to do anyways, even if you're not on a cleanse, but this just hel helps to um, stimulate the lymph to, you know, as you're loosening up the, the toxins in the body. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Tina's asking, do you use oil after the silk glove rub? Yes. So um, the other um, Ayurveda recommendation is something to do Abhyanga. And that's, it's just, it's a massage to use our um, Ayurvedic herbal oils. And you would do that after you do the dry massage. And I, there's a, a video um, I can, I don't have it here, but there's how to do the Ayurvedic massage. And what that does is it balances vata and pitta. So I talked about vata dosha is air and space and it's cold, it's dry, it's irregular. It, it, um, people who have a lot of vata, it's hard to stay in a routine. They may have like insomnia or anxiety. And um, when you put the oil on, it helps to balance that. So there's a principle in Ayurveda that uh, to balance, you do the opposite. So if something is cold and dry, you want warmth 
and oiliness mm -hmm. <laughs> or, or lubrication, right? So when you apply that oil on the body, like circular on the, the joints and long on the limbs, like this, um, then that totally brings down the vata, that kind of irregular, um, like overwhelmed, overstimulated feeling. It's one of the, the best things a highly sensitive person can do is just this oil, self-oil massage. Wow, I love that. I actually recommend doing that just as a self-love routine too. So you can yeah. combine the two. <laughs> Put the yeah. intention and energy into self-love as you're doing this massage on you. Yeah, absolutely. I know somebody, she listens to like the, like listening to Rumi when like the these beautiful poems and quotes and then she's oh, she's doing that, that like as a form of just like um you know it's like a resource for stress you know reducing stress P plus it it makes you more grounded so a lot of times vata is not grounded it's all over the place so yes the oil on it it grounds you it's oily it, it and it's, it feels fantastic, actually. Yes, um, that's actually a really good grounding technique, too. Just massage is a good grounding technique. So to combine all of these things into one is really powerful. Right. And if you don't live with anyone, especially during the pandemic, you know, we're all lacking that sense of touch. Yeah. But, you know, having the, the self, like this Amianga, it's really, you'd be surprised. Like it, it does offer that nourishment from yourself. It's like, wow, I can really nourish myself. Um, yes, that's very, so beautiful. I love that. Larissa's asking, what's the name of the oil? Uh, okay, so there's lots of different companies. Um, I I really love Banding Botanicals uh, Vata Massage Oil. There's also one, it's, if you're more Pitta, which is more heat and fire in the body, then they have a Pitta one. And they have a kapha one. Kapha is earth and water, and so the kapha oil has more heating um, herbs in it, like ginger and and um, rosemary in it. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, this is so interesting. I love it. <laughs> what do you think is uh, what else is helpful today? What else do you want to share today? Oh, I was just I want to ask: Has anyone done the abhyanga and really liked it? Uh, I would really love if you could share your experience to so other people could hear if you if you feel like it. Yeah, anybody here that want to share? Christy. And also we're going to have the, the oh yeah, Tina says I, I love doing it. I use coconut oil, she said. Okay, great. Yeah, coconut is great in the summertime. Coconut is cooling, right? C cooling and in the summer it's hot. So again, in Ayurveda, we do the opposite. So you wanna have something cooling like coconut oil um, in the summer and then um, in the colder weather in, in spring, you have a, a sesame seed oil base with the herbs in it. Mm, okay, and she says that I also use um, MAPI has an oil for women I like. Um, oh yeah, uh, um, the Ayurveda reju rejuvenation oil for women from MAPI is amazing about tina and uh chris says can oh can you write the name of yeah we're gonna add we'll add um you want to spell that for us uh the okay, name sure. of the oil yeah um and then i want to hear it sounded like christy had something to say too okay so there's so there's two oils i'm gonna write 
this is from www.mappy.com um, and there's um, rejuvenation. And then we're going to add all these to the show notes too, Rose. So even if you have things afterwards that you want to share with us, um, I can add it to the show notes also. Okay. Yeah, Christy, did you have um, did you have something you yeah, wanted? Yeah, well, because Rose asked if anybody had done Abhyanga before, and I do it on occasion, and it is really nice, and it is a, a good self-love kind of thing to do. And if you're Vada and, you know, you're more dry anyway, to put that oil all over you and then leave it on for a while is great. Oh, yeah, wow. it's very nourishing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to hear other people's testimonies on it because I've been recommending doing Abhyanga um, since the 1980s. I used to uh, work for an Ayurvedic doctor. I did the health education. And when you get an Ayurveda consultation, like there's all these recommendations, what you can eat, what you can't eat, you know, herbs and lifestyle changes. And then, and usually it's overwhelming. So I would always pick the number one thing to do, Abhyanga. Why is that? Because it, it brings all the doshas into balance and particularly vata. Um, and there's a lot of vata in our culture. Um, it's a very fast paced moving kind of attention deficit type of uh, culture that we live in, which is kind of like vata. Um, and so people would always say, oh, this is back when people didn't really know what Ayurveda was. They're like, I don't want to massage myself. That sounds so weird. <laughs> I could just do it for two weeks. Just do it like five days a week or four days a week. And they'd always come back saying, you're right. I feel really different from, from doing this. Um, and yeah, just more centered and more, more grounded, smoother. Because vata is rough. We all have vata. We have all the doshas. We have all the all the elements, earth, air, fire, water, um, and space in us. And they're always fluctuating and there's, we have some more than others. So you can't go wrong by, by doing this oil massage. I love it. Now, Rose, does it matter if you do the oil before or after your shower, for example? Yeah. Um, it's traditionally, um, and according to the Ayurvedic, um, literature, you do it before, because you're, it's a way of detoxing as well, because you're, you're um, opening up the channels and you're getting the lymphatic moving, and then you take the shower and you wipe off the oil and any toxins that came out during it. Um, and also, when you go to do panchakarma, that the treatments that I talked about at the beginning of the talk. They, you have two, one or two people giving you Abhyanga for an hour with herbalized oil. It's warm herbalized oil. And it's, it's like an amazing experience to be given the Abhyanga as well. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. that does sound amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's what a gift. I guess the word is nurturing. You know, yes. I think our world needs a lot of nurturing and it's, it's safe nurturing, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's not sexual touch. It's, it's just, um, it's not deep tissue. So it's not painful. It's just, it's very, very loving and nurturing. 
Mm. Oh, I like that. I, I like those kind of massages that are, are gentle. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cecilia says, I've had that done with two people uh, and the oils in India. A truly blissful experience. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah it's very like you're in the, mother, the, the womb, you know, there's there's something very like ancient about it. It's, it feels very, yeah. That's a, a great description of the way she talked about that. I've had that in India and as well. Um, so I'll, maybe I'll talk a little bit about some of the treatments since we're on that topic. So we have the Abhyanga and then um, we take the shower afterwards. Um, and then, you know, that, that's a good thing to do in the morning first thing in the morning. So you scrape your tongue and then you brush your teeth and you can do like the, the silk glove or the dry brush massage. And then you would do the oil massage. So that's why I'm saying taking three days, like, cause it, everything takes a while to do. And then, um, then you would have your, you know, some hot water to drink, just plain hot water. And you can maybe half an hour after have some stewed apple and then uh, do some awesome, some yoga meditation, and then you can make the kitchery. So it's it's really taking like a three day retreat um, for yourself because everything just takes a lot of time. Wow, <clears throat> that's like good for you on so many levels. Yeah, <laughs> something like that over a weekend. Wow, I would love to hear from you. Anybody that's listening too, if you try this and it just and just you had such a wonderful experience, come share it. We'll we'll add it to the show notes and inspire each other. Um. So again, like with the Panchakarma treatments, if I don't wherever there's a lot of people now are in the United States um, and all over Europe are offering Canada are offering these these rejuvenation treatments. Um, so the other treatment I'll talk about is something called Swedena. It's it's basically an herbalized steam bath. And so you, you have the Abhyanga and that basically lubricates the, um, the body and helps to open up the channels. And then when you, you go into this, it's like an herbalized steam bath, your head is sticking out. It's different than a sauna and there's herbs in it. And then that further helps to uh, break up some of the toxins and open up the pores of the skin. So when you sweat during that treatment, then you're getting rid of toxins in the body. So it's really important to sweat. A lot of people don't sweat. And, um, that's in that sweat is helping to release toxins. So, um, during this particular treatment, it's about a half an hour and it's, to me, it's like being in a womb again, because it's, it's, it's warm, very warm and comfortable. It's not hot, shouldn't be overly hot. It's just uh, hot enough to, uh, open up the pores and, and produce like an artificial temperature. And when you're, when you produce an artificial temperature that helps to, um, you know, the immune system as well. So that's a really traditional treatment. There's another treatment called Shiradhara, which is, um, it's like a, a steady flow of herbalized oil over the third eye and over the head. And you're lying down on a massage table and there's like a bowl with a hole in it that's suspended like a, about, a couple inches from the head 
And then there's a stream of this warm oil coming out flowing for about a half an hour. And that's, uh, that's the, uh, can be transferred. It's like a meditation. You go into like an altered kind of quiet meditative state. It's very good for um, insomnia. It's good for stress, anxiety. It's good for overwhelm. Um, and it, it particularly balances both vata and pitta. Wow, that does yeah. sound amazing. Cecilia's done that. <laughs> She's like, that does sound amazing to do. I can yeah. just imagine how good that feels sensory wise too. Yeah, and you've got like iPad, you know, like cotton over your eyes, and then it's like very quieting to the mind. It really helps with overstimuli. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It's it's a great treatment. So um, I do all these treatments. I've been doing these treatments for over 30 years and um, the, they're very, I, I wish I could get them more. <laughs> yes. But, um, I haven't been doing them since COVID though. I'm, I'm gonna start again in the spring, but um, there's also another traditional treatment called Takradara. And that is instead of oil over the forehead, you use um, herbalized buttermilk and that cools um, all the pitta in the head and uh, the heart and in the liver, it pulls out a lot of heat. And it's very calming, especially good for um, people with migraines and headaches and pitta imbalances, heat imbalances. Mm -hmm. So it's, oh. it's a cooler treatment. Yeah. So there's in Ayurveda, these treatments are, you know, there's records of all the equipment they used to use and in the literature that is thousands of years old and all of them all the treatments are either heating or cooling or dosha balancing in some way and they're kind of exotic they're just really different um the and supposedly ayurveda is not it, it was like cognized by these rishis these seers they they saw in their third eye um how how these things would work and um, if you're sensitive, it can be a, like a really blissful experience. People really notice like opening on the subtle, the subtle bodies as well. Wow. <clears throat> do you do these uh, for your, do you do them with clients too? Yeah, um, I do them with, I do those with clients. I can't do the, those treatments on myself. I mean, do you do it with like for your clients? You do those treatments for your clients too? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I've yeah. always had this dream. Someday we get the sensitive empowerment community together in person. Maybe we have to have you come in and give treatments. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> that would be really, oh gosh, that is, that is, would be my fantasy too, because sensitive people really appreciate these treatments because yeah. they, they are working with the, not just the gross level, but the subtle level of the body. Oh. Um, that sounds amazing. Rose, yeah. we have about five minutes left and I want to leave time for you to share how do people to find you, but is there anything else that you want to share today that for everybody that's listening? Sure. Um, yeah, there, I guess there's probably, you know, there's like 10 more treatments to describe, but I'm not going to go into them because of the time, but um, like, for example, there's a grief support treatment where you, it has to do with the, the heart. It's like a doe dam on the heart with oil and that helps to work on the heart chakra and the physical heart. Um, so there's, yeah, there's all kinds of wonderful things. Um, yeah, I highly recommend doing um, 
like a three, a two or three day spring cleanse, I think you'll feel really good taking the trifla powder. If you want more like specific instructions, like with very specific herbs, then I would be more than happy to work with you. I do it by Zoom and there's a health intake form that you would fill out. And then, yeah, so it's very specific with diet, herbs, lifestyle treatments and things like that. Yeah, it sounds like Cecilia is asking, does your body type determine the treatments you should follow? Yes, the types yeah. of oils and the types of treatments, yeah. Oh, wow. So if somebody wants to work with you and get this individualized, you know, advice from you, how do they find you? Um, well, my website is ayurvedahealthcoach.com and um, I'll just put in my number here. Ayurvedahealthcoach.com. Okay, wonderful. And we'll put all these into the show notes as well. And any uh, follow-up questions, anybody that's here live with us wants to to ask before we say goodbye. And uh, do you have any general tips for spring allergies? Christy's asking. Uh, yes, well, ginger, you could be including ginger in your diet, but also abandoning botanicals has pollen, something called pollen um, balance. I, I don't know the last name of it, but if you go to banningbotanical.com, they have a product specifically for spring allergies. And I know it starts with pollen. So just type that in. And okay. um, you, yeah, usually the allergies have to do with the liver and the blood. So doing a detox would be really helpful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Rose, you are just, I just want to download everything that's in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> I do better with questions because I have so much, you know, yeah. over the years have so much, uh, information that if someone asks me a question, it's easier for me to, to kind of be more targeted in that way. Yes. Wonderful. And we'll have a lot of people watching the replay too. Um, so that they can uh, maybe ask some follow-up questions in the, within the sensitive empowerment community too. So members can ask you direct questions that way as well. And we definitely invite you all listening today. If you're not part of the sensitive empowerment community, we sure invite you to join us so that we can be together live for these wonderful events. So, so many amazing events we have and to be able to connect directly to the presenters as well. Um, Rose, thank you. This has just been, I mean, so enlightening, such, I loved your first event. I love this event. I'm gonna put both of them together so people can watch both and listen to both. Do you have anything else that you wanna share, Rose? No, I just, I so, it's such a treat for me um, to connect with other highly sensitive people, it really is. So thank you so much for, inviting me and um yeah feel anyone feel free free to reach out so oh wonderful and once you say the name of your website again um it's ayurvedahealthcoach.com wonderful and i definitely invite you all to check rose out and work with her directly i mean this is amazing stuff to have support like this from an hsp practitioner um, and just Rose, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in the world. Thank you for the, the generosity of, of what you share in your events. And I've heard such wonderful things about you from people that have worked with you directly. So uh, I'm very happy to share you with the world and have people know about you. So thanks again for thank being so here much. and for everything that you have shared. And thank you, Sensitive Empowerment Community, for being here with us live. You always enrich our experiences and we definitely get to spend more time with you in the community. So thank you, Rose, for everything that you are. You are a beautiful example of sensitive empowerment, helping the world with 
with your knowledge. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. I hope you're taking extra good care of your beautiful, sensitive self and that you enjoyed this episode. I invite you to join my sensitive empowerment community and my upcoming free masterclasses for HSPs that are being called life transforming. You can truly thrive to your fullest potential as a highly sensitive person when you have the right tools and support. Explore all of my resources for HSPs at juliebiellen.com or sensitiveconnection.com. I look forward to welcoming you to my community. Thank you.